Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wanted me to keep it going. Oh yeah, I need you to let that that The whole segment just be devoted to cameo. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, Uh, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I gotta tell you, Patrick, you knocked it out of the park on that one. That boy got that candy on there because he got what is National Toothache Day? National Toothache. That's a new. That's a theme. New theme Thursday. Everybody suspects sex line. Jason's on it too. Oh man, I introduced this song to my wife not too long ago. She had like she had no. Idea about the cameo, and I was like, Oh, man, it's it's a life changing jam. Yeah, it is, yeah, it, it really is. is. Once you hear it, you're like, You can't unhear it. You're like, What? I gotta have this song, I need to have access to it all the time. Oh, <laughs> oh Larry Blackman. Oh, <laughs> uh, did we ever figure out if cameo actually talked like that, or was that his just his shtick? I think that was his shtick. That wasn't okay. how he talked. He wasn't, wasn't sitting. He wasn't sitting on the couch with Arsenio talking about, "Hey, Arsenio." <laughs> well, Dmx actually, if you like, Dmx oh, yeah, actually he talks is, the way yeah, he, he people think the like, oh, he he's, the cadence and everything with Dmx, like it was just a shtick for rapping, no. but it wasn't. And he would talk, and he would talk like this, and then he would go, and I mean what I, what I say when I say what I mean. <laughs> I want to tell you this. <laughs> so, so some people it is. But obviously, Dave Chappelle famously made the John, like the little John skit yeah, about yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? What? Uh, but that's a great jam there, yeah. Patrick. Well Patrick, done. that was well done, my DJing uh, a new theme Thursday. And the theme is uh, tooth- it's National Toothache Day and you know, songs that are centered around or themed around things that would give you a toothache. Mm-hmm. Uh, great job. 512-337-3776. That is the number to the Specs text line. We got lots of NBA news, notes, and nuggets to get into. Uh, I want to give the NBA some props though first and foremost i want to give the nba some props because i've always said it's about the the nfl is a the nfl is a glutton and the nfl wants all of the ratings and it it, it wants to boss hog the sports calendar yep and there, I think there's an unspoken kind of agreement between all the leagues like that. Hey, man, you got your season. I got my season. I'll, I will I will situate my schedule to avoid encroaching upon your season. And mm-hmm. would you do the same? And um, the NFL doesn't care about that. That, you know, that gentlemanly agreement. They don't give a damn because they took Christmas from the NBA this year. 
Right. They took Christmas. They just decided, you know, we're going to put games on Christmas. Like, well, I thought Christmas was the NBA thing. They actually had adopted that holiday as their thing. And it feels like, nah, nah, nah. We want Christmas. We want September. We want October. November. Yeah. December. Yeah. January. February. And by the way, Super Bowl one week later. We're taking that too. All right. We're going to yeah. get an extra week in February. And we're taking uh, Christmas. And, you know, they got the combine in March. So they get a little. Even March Madness, which is devoted purely to college basketball, the NFL steals some of it. They steal like yep. a week or two of it with the combine. They're like, yeah, we're going to get a little week or two of that, that yep. March Madness. They're going to be talking about the NFL. And they do it in April. They steal some of the April headlines with the draft. So they steal that too, and that's yep. supposed to be NBA playoffs. But they get a little time. They steal some of that from the NBA playoffs, and they just, you know, they, they, they're, they're disrespectful. They're just a, they're a, getting back to a Chappelle uh, show line. They're habitual line steppers. Yep. They, and they, they want to continue just to, to, to almost buy up every piece of the sports calendar like a Monopoly board. And they already own the most valuable pieces of the sports calendar. Most valuable pieces of the sports calendar are fall and winter because everybody's inside. Yep. Spring and summer, you want to get outside, especially in where the weather's nice. And you're like, nah, I got to get outside. I want to see something. No, fall and winter, I'm inside. I'm yep. inside, especially when it, where it, places where it's really cold, inside watching sports. And the NFL owns those months, and they still want more of it. So I'll give the NBA a ton of credit. This is the Super Bowl. This is their biggest week of the season. Yep. And the NBA decided, well, I know they do it on purpose, but the NBA's trade deadline essentially came and snatched headlines from the NFL. Give me that. On, in super, two, what, three days, three, four, three days from the Super Bowl? Right. Man, that's big time. Right. That is, that's a hell of an accomplishment that I, the NBA hadn't done that in a little while. So kudos to the NBA because they, they're, they're taking, they're, it, it, the NFL steals from other, uh, in, in, in other pro teams' sports calendars and their months all the time. Rarely does somebody come and take it from the NFL. NBA's doing that right now. Well, the funny thing about it is the only reason why the NBA did take it is because the NFL tried to take it from them by adding a 17th game. That's true. Good point. The Super Bowl <laughs> would have been last week. That's the Super Bowl would have been Sunday. Yeah, you're right. And then the, the NBA would have been like, this is our time because this is our moment Yeah. because there's a lull. NFL's done. They haven't had their combine but you know what we're gonna do we're gonna be greedy we're gonna pin one more time out there and we're gonna extend it the super bowl one more week yep because we have 17 games but now the nba is like man we're not changing again for y'all y'all got greedy y'all got and i thought they would suffer for it though they didn't they did not they actually have kind of stolen the headlines from the nfl like i said which is hard to do let's get into some of these headlines gentlemen because they are oh they are juicy and just amazing uh so the big the big trade uh kd uh going to the suns uh adrian wozniarowski has the details they're sending the suns are sending mikhail bridges cam johnson jay crowder four first round picks and a 2028 pick swap for kevin durant and tj warren and I got to tell you guys, I, I love this move for the Suns because uh, the Suns were one of those teams that I wondered if their window was near the end because CP3 is pretty old um, and he's aging. And they had gotten close, but they couldn't quite get over the hump. And I wondered if their window was starting to close and they may want to re, uh, reevaluate some things or recalibrate. No, now even with the same window they have, and maybe this is kind of this all-in uh, philosophy by them, but this for the Phoenix Suns, it extends their window, uh, yep. maybe a year or two, and you know we don't we we'll, we can kind of rank the teams in the West when we get done talking about all these trades and where they stand. But a lot of people may have the Phoenix Suns right now in you know the conversation to win the West just after that one move getting KD. 
yeah, KD's move was was outstanding. And you think about it, this is an opportunity for Chris Paul to be the true leader of this organization and say, now I got a person that I can pass the ball to and and that I know can knock it down. Better yet, I can pass it to Devin Booker as well. And let's not forget, they got Andre Ayton in the middle as well. There's yeah. a lot that they have mm-hmm. on that squad mm-hmm. that is missing. <clears throat> then I also look at that they just filled those voids. Then I look at Monty Williams as the head coach. He is the proper po- person to be able to run that type of team with all the egos yeah. and putting them all in check. Hey, guys, mm-hmm. this is our opportunity to make a run. This could be Chris Paul's last run at something like this. And for that new uh, owner of the organization who took the job yesterday at 11 a.m. and by 11 p.m. he had already traded for KD. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah, and, some, and and he is he is being very aggressive. He's like, move. you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to be in the middle. I'm going to be at the top. <laughs> I'm being aggressive. Being so if I'm going to get somebody, <laughs> I got somebody. Yeah. No, you're you know right. That's, that's, he is very, he's inspirational. Man. He is. He's inspirational coming in already and making such a, a dramatic move. And he's already inspired the fan base. Suns fans are hyping. They should be hyped. And the Super Bowl title is in Phoenix. Oh, I think, about, think about, that. about that. Think about that. All this uh, is going on. Yeah, where got not, all of the they, media is. I did not. Every part of the media is there. That did not even click to you, boy. That did not All of click. them are there. For this, wow. they're, they're there for the Super Bowl. Now they're following now they're another Now like, hey, get over there to the <laughs> exactly. Sun uh, facility and go cover exactly. this Durant thing. Yep. <laughs> You're not going to that party you thought you was going to tonight. I need you at that. They got the Waste That's Management Opening Golf is going on in Phoenix right now. Damn. You got the Super Bowl that is going on this weekend. Wow. And now you just got this big trade that just happened to bring KD to Phoenix. That There's is, a lot happening out there. That is it. That's wild. Great job. Yeah. Nice little nuggets there. I didn't even put it all together. Uh, yeah, Patrick, your thoughts about the KD uh, to the Suns trade and really kind of the domino effect of it for everything? Yeah, I mean, it definitely changes the Suns' outlook this season. It did look more like their window had closed because they had gotten so close, but now they they were slipping down and other teams were getting to starting to get ahead of them in the West. They're going the wrong direction. Chris Paul's not having a bad season. It's just Father Time is undefeated, and he's starting to slide down. Devin Booker's starting to have more injury problems of carrying the team, and they had a lot of depth, but now now they're able to go into this market and go, well, we're able to add in a star, and not only a star, a star that plays well with others. Yes. A guy that doesn't necessarily need to be ball dominant. Now, he can be if he wants to, but he he wants to go out there and play basketball. Yep. So we're able to do that, and yes, we lose some really important depth to us, but there is going to be a huge buyout market in this NBA, like in the next couple weeks in the in NBA, mm-hmm. because of all these guys getting traded with expiring contracts, whatever else, getting bought out. You're going to be able to at least for this season expand your depth a little bit by getting in some other guys like a Danny Green, who's been on multiple championships teams, and he's not going to be able to give you more than 10, 15 minutes a game. But I forgot he was still hooping. <laughs> yeah, well, because he got hurt. He got hurt yeah, in the playoffs right. last year. That's Basically, right. missed all this season. Gets <clears throat> traded off. Most likely, will get bought out. Ended up on the buyout market and can go to a team that is going to need somebody to go in there, play a little bit of defense, hit some threes, and he's a guy like that. It can add veteran leadership as well. So there's just a number of guys that are going to be like that around the league. Yeah, and you can kind of add those pieces in. And for Phoenix, 
to make a move that not only helps you now, but Kevin Durant also just signed that big deal. Yep. So you get Kevin Durant under contract for four more seasons. Yeah. Yes, you got him. Yeah. So now even if Chris Paul moves on and goes, hey, man, i got to retire after this season, they win a championship, Chris Paul walks away. You still now have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and DeAndre Ayton. To reset you, the window a little bit. Yeah, yeah. so you are now still hooping even though you lost a piece that you were like, well, when Chris Paul is gone, we got to figure out what we do. That changes the whole dynamic for Phoenix. So a great move for them. I mean, I again, Miles, Miles, Mikael Bridges, awesome. Cam uh, Johnson, awesome. And Cam Johnson, I remember when they picked him. I was one of the ones who were like, this dude's projected to be a second round pick. Steal him. And they they yeah. got him like in the eleventh pick or thirteenth pick or something. Yeah. Nobody saw it coming. Ended up to be a great pick. So I, I think they've done well to get guys that helped the program, help the help the Suns make it for as long as they did. If any time you're able to parlay. Some picks and some role players for a star. You have to do it. Yeah, uh, no, I'm with you on that. That's a good. That's a good point. And yeah, they, it, no matter what the price was, if you're Phoenix in their position, it was well worth it. Because right now you're in the mix. Everybody's got you in yep. the championship conversation. Uh, the other they big, went from fifteen hundred to five hundred odds as favorites to win. Yeah, the West or win it all to win it all. Wow, from fifteen hundred. To 500. Yeah, I, I want to say that when the Mavs made the Kyrie move, their yep, odds yep. were cut in yep, half, yep. They, yeah, essentially, because, yeah, man, it's, it's a super, player. superstar-driven league. Yep. Uh, speaking of superstars, uh, the Lakers made some move. I like uh, it. Dealt one of their superstars. They're going to get Malik Beasley, uh, Jarrett Vanderbilt from the Jazz. Uh, the Lakers are going to send uh, Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, and a uh, first-round pick. To the jet to the to the Utah Jazz. Uh, also, the Minnesota uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves are involved in this trade. They're getting Mike Conley and Alexander Walker um, from Utah, along with three second round picks. We yep. got a three team trade there. And I, I'm, I don't forget D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell yes, was part of that D'Angelo trade. Russell, to the, yeah. Back to the Lakers, the back team the Lakers, that he was yeah. originally with. Uh, remember, he had a little trouble. Him and uh, I think it was Lon- was it Lonzo Ball? No, no. What what uh, Swaggy P? Swaggy P. Nick Young. Him and Nick Young got into it I because agree. he posted that picture talking he, about he with his filmed, girl. He filmed. Yeah. He filmed Nick Young in the hotel room talking yeah. about it, and he was yeah. dating uh, Azalea at the time, yeah. and it got her pissed off, and they yeah. got into snitches. Bro, yeah, broke the the bro code and broke yeah. the locker room rules he and everything. The code. Yep, and he so he broke all of that. So that was when they had to ship him off, or basically just dumped him at that point. Very true. And now they get him back, but I mean that Lakers trade. Again, in the offseason, the Lakers were offering teams like the Spurs a first-round pick to just take Russell Westbrook and just take him. We're not getting anything back. Just take Russell Westbrook away from us. They were offering a first-round pick. And teams like the Spurs said, you know, if you gave us two or like or gave us a $40 million to buy him out or something like that, maybe we'll think about it. Yep. They couldn't even do that. Now they move that around to getting to still only using that first-round pick but end up with D'Angelo Russell back on the roster, who is having a good season for Minnesota. He just didn't really fit in with that team. Uh, once they got Rudy Gobert, it was just they needed a more veteran leader, and so they end up with Mike Connolly, uh, which Mike Connolly has played together with Rudy Gobert in Utah. Yep. So you add that in to try and make that whole trade you made with Utah earlier 
work at all I for think Minnesota. Mike, I think Mike Conley is a great fit for Minnesota because of the fact that Mike Conley is not that guy that is going to look to try to score. D'Angelo Russell wanted to score a lot. Mike Conley plays that facilitator role who can knock down shots. I love Mike Conley. Yeah, especially I love the way he plays. If that so. helps out Cat and, yes. and Anthony Edwards, yes. that, that Minnesota team can be very good. Yep. They just have not looked at recently. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Yeah. And, and the other the other part of that too for me with D'Angelo Russell, this is a guy that they have been looking at to bring in to play that point guard position who also can knock down shot that can shoot more consistently than Russell Westbrook was. Russ had his moments like on that night where LeBron broke the record. Russ looked like he was the one that was trying to get a record at one point. He was going after him. He was knocking down threes. He was tacking the rim. He played at a very high level that night. But the fact that he and um, uh, Darvin Ham got into that argument. He, he also turned the ball over quite a few times. Yeah. Made some insanely bad passes. Oh, like wide open. LeBron was open twice. He threw it into – Kareem caught it. Kareem <laughs> literally caught the ball and threw it back in. That's, that's how crazy. bad the pass yeah, was. That's why. Then he threw another one to Jay Z on the sideline. That's how bad that pass yeah, was. Yeah, the, the reports were that there was a good chance that they were basically going to tell Russell Westbrook to go home after the all at the after the trade deadline if they didn't move. Yeah, they were basically like, "Look, you mm-hmm. do not play team basketball. If we want any shot to win games, you can't be a part of this anymore." So there was that. But they went from that to now adding D'Angelo Russell and Mo Bamba. Which, Mo Bamba, too. That is, that's insane to have turnaround the Lakers had yep. on today, yep. considering where they were at three days ago. Where everybody Wait, was yeah. mad at them three yeah. days ago. Well, and, and, you, know and who, you, you know who yeah. loves it? The guy sitting on the bench, moping, <laughs> Anthony Davis. He's, just, yeah. he's loving it. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron's got to love it, too. I mean, now he's got some shooters around him. Is it me? That can is actually make me? some open shots. Yeah. Because uh, D'Angelo Russell's having a career year from the three-point line, uh, shooting 39% from behind the three-point strike. So uh, if, if LeBron's got the right formula around him, LeBron's proven he can take a team to the playoffs. Yep. This team's not going to win a championship. But at least now— They can be a threat to somebody. Yeah, at least now well, you can see can LeBron in the, the postseason. Yeah, they're, they're like, right now, yeah, like thirteenth or something. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're pretty far out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I know. There's some ridiculous. Yes, it, they're thirteenth in the West right now, so they're well, not even yeah. in the play-in right now, and they're not that many games behind it. But, but still, if the season in right now, they're not even in the playoffs. These lineup changes make it to where you're like, oh yeah, they'll definitely get into the playoffs, and then I don't know if they get all the way to number six, but I think they get up to enough that they're not in a bad spot. Okay. Kyrie Irving made his debut last night, gentlemen, 24 points and five assists for the Mavs in his debut. Um, he was 9 of 17, actually, and they won the game, 110-104, without Luka. Luka is missing time. He's dealing with an injury, uh, missed his third straight game with, a, I think, a heel contusion of some kind. And they actually looked really good to start out, and then they had some turnovers in the second and third quarters uh, to kind of uh, show a little uh, – they show a little confusion, which is expected because it's a brand new lineup. But Kyrie Irving looked good, twenty four points, mm-hmm. and had the highest plus minus on the team at plus eleven. So, if they can, you know, look that good without Luca, I think the hope is that once Luca comes back into the vote offensively, this will be one of the best teams in the league. Defensively, yeah. they'll they'll have to figure it out. They'll have some struggles defensively. Yeah. Um, I'm all in. Yeah, that's going to be fun to watch, too. And the Spurs also made a move. They agreed to trade uh, the center, Jacopueto, to the Raptors uh, for uh, Kime Birch and a protected 2024 first-round pick. And 
two future second round picks. Yep. So they're stockpiling yes. a ton and of And they picks. also traded Josh Richardson for uh, oh. uh, Devin George and uh, four second round picks. Man, I like I love it. How They've many second aggressive. round picks they have? Oh my I know they goodness, got, they have they have been for years. Thirteen first round picks through twenty. I believe they have through the next six years thirty six picks total. So they got twenty something second round picks. They got a bunch yeah. of picks. So through, it's like it's one of those wow. things that you're able to through twenty twenty nine. You and you have to trade some of these off because you can't draft that many people. That's like crazy. there's not that many roster spots. Yeah. Like Devontae Graham is what I said. It said Devin George. It's uh, an old Lakers player. Devontae Graham. Okay. Yeah, that's unbelievable the Lakers have. I mean, sorry, the Spurs have that many draft picks. Um, and they still are in the running to get the number one overall pick this upcoming draft, which will be the Winbayama draft. And I believe the Rockets yeah. currently are the worst. Them, the Pistons, the and the Spurs, and then I believe and the they're Hornets. And they're close. They're within like a game or two of each yeah, other. Yeah, so basically the Hornets – uh, Pistons, uh, San Antonio, and Houston are all there. As long as you're in the bottom three, you all have the same got, odds. Uh, so yeah. it's not like a huge difference between difference. one. But there's basically four teams right now competing for the worst spot. So one of them will get knocked out of the top three and have less odds. Uh, but they're, you're just trying not to be in that. You don't want to be number four. You don't want to be number you're four. You're fine one through three, but yeah. you don't want to be four. Hey, don't be like the Texans. Just yeah. don't just tank it. Don't, Don't take any do chances. Yeah, no, exactly. and what's funny is because the NBA had basically the whole playing system, the changing the lottery rules to make te- make it less, you know, better to tank. Less you likely, yeah. Uh, less incentivized. Everything has done that to try and make it that the trade deadline won't be as crazy because there's less sellers. You want to have less sellers in the league because you want to have less teams basically trying to scrap their team. Well, that's not this trade deadline. Was there was still a lot of sellers. Yeah. Uh, the only seller that was everyone assumed was going to be one that was not that actually turned into a buyer was Toronto. Everyone thought Toronto was about to blow it up. Fred Van Fleet, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, uh, and then uh, they trade for Yaka Pertle. Yeah. So uh, to get a all guy this, they already know, so they know how but like, his skill set. But he's also an expiring contract. Like That's you're true. going to have to pay him in the off season. So just a weird kind of thing that the Raptors said, nope, we're not. I I guess they figured that Brooklyn's out, so maybe they can take Brooklyn's spot. Shot. Yeah. In I mean, the East. Yeah, I mean you still have Milwaukee and Boston who don't look like they're going anywhere. Uh real quick before we wrap it up, um who are you putting money on to win the West right now? Denver still. Denver's just really good. I, I know everything else. Denver's really good. Arch. I'm going with Phoenix. I'm putting them out there. I agree with you. Denver is really good. And as long as you got the MVP on your team, it's hard to stop, uh, them, it's hard to stop them. But I'm also worried about the fact that Jamal Murray still has that injury-prone mm-hmm. thought process. I'm a little worried about it. But another team that you didn't even bring up and I'm excited about, I was excited to watch the Bucks get Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is a dog, bro. And for him to go out there and and get out of Brooklyn on that trade and end up in the same division and being with Milwaukee with Giannis and and Middleton and what they bring with uh, uh, Drew Holiday, they somebody that's going to be a problem too with Giannis. Yeah, no, they'll definitely yep. be there at the end. Who you got? Uh, I'm I'm going go with you. I'm going with the Suns. 
I know they don't have a bench at all, so that's yeah. <laughs> that's an issue. Uh, but I figure, as I say, I figure just the rotation that mm-hmm. they can they can configure with all of those different uh, pieces they have now, and they'll be able to manufacture depth. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go with the fun pick. I like it's it. It's the Suns. I'm the rooting Sun, for me too. I'm rooting for CP3 and I'm rooting for KD a KD, little bit too. KD, right. KD, Man, KD needs this for his legacy. I don't want CP3 to get a title this way. Come on. Well, no I, he needs one, gotta do He's got to have he don't, one. He don't need one. He, he don't need one. The, he, just being a jerk for 30 years? No. <laughs> let him go out without one. You be a jerk. That's what <laughs> you man, get. Stay farm go make, yeah, thing, go make more story Farm commercials. That's a Spurs yeah. fan in you saying No, that. that's an NBA fan. Who is, he is annoying. <laughs> he is annoying. He's, KD's annoying to a lot of people, too. I want them both to get a title. Because uh, I think KD needs it for his legacy. Otherwise, if, if this don't work for KD, mm-hmm. man, I don't know what KD's going to be legacy-wise. I think let's talk about a precipitous exactly. drop, a dramatic drop off. Um, all right, uh, we'll come back. We'll get into Rod's round of the day. Um, this man inspired one of the most well known melodies in sports. Also, maybe the most influential player in the NFL you've never ever heard of. All of that more right here on Ball Don't Lie, one of the horns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real! My god! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. I want to get to Rod's rant of the day. There's been a lot of talk about the... Um, the two quarterbacks playing in the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, and it will be the first time that two uh, African-American quarterbacks will be facing off in the Super Bowl. And I want to do some research about the history of black quarterbacks in the NFL. So I went rabbit holing and I went pretty deep here. So I figured Black History Month, I'm going to learn a little bit of something about black quarterbacks and their history I love it. in pro football and in the NFL. So in 2022, you had 21 black quarterbacks that threw at least one Pass. That was the highest number ever. Um, black quarterbacks started 29% of all games. That was the most or the highest rate ever. Uh, that was 15%, by the way, in 2011. 15 of the 32 teams started a black quarterback in at least one game this season. That was the most ever. And it's the first time, of course, uh, as I mentioned, two black quarterbacks facing off in the Super Bowl. So the year of the first Super Bowl, 1966, there were no black quarterbacks in the AFL or the NFL. When Tom Brady was born in 1977, um, there had never been an, uh, an NFL game where both teams started a black quarterback. And when Brady was drafted, there had never been uh, an NFL game where two black quarterbacks faced off in a playoff game. <clears throat> and, of course, now the GOAT uh, it has retired officially, and we know that a lot has changed. So going all the way back, 1920 is kind of where this timeline starts uh, with Fritz Pollard. Uh, as a running back of the Akron Pros. Uh, a year later, he was promoted actually to be a player coach for the Akron Pros. Became the first black head coach in NFL history and won a title in, his, in, our, in the NFL's inaugural season. Uh, they ran what they call the single wing. 
So essentially, it's the Wildcat. He would take uh, direct snaps, and um, he actually, I think, if you start looking at it, the forward pass had different rules and limitations back then. The forward pass was disallowed unless you threw it from at least five yards. It was weird rules back then. So he's not your traditional quarterback, but they ran a single wing, and so did Joe Lillard around that same time as well. And those were kind of the two black quarterbacks where it starts with. But like I said, schematically, you could question whether they were considered quarterbacks or not. Um, Pollard and Bobby Marshall actually were the first black players in the pro football history going back to that time. In 1920 to 1933, though, the NFL uh, had black players uh, in the NFL all throughout the league. In 1933, the NFL did institute an unofficial informal ban on black players it was championed by washington uh owner george marshall at the time so he didn't want black players in the league a lot of the owners agreed and they decided to put kind of an unofficial uh, boycott on black players it wasn't until 1946 that black players were readmitted into the nfl and then the timeline starts up again with george uh talia uh he was the first post-world war Two black quarterback in pro football joined the New York Yanks in 1950. Uh, he actually was an athlete, so he played <clears throat> running back, receiver, quarterback. He accumulated over 200 receiving, rushing, and passing touchdowns in two years, so he played all over the place. Um, and he made three Pro Bowls but never led the team in passing. So once again, getting back to is he actually – a starting quarterback in the league. Um, then there was a, a black quarterback. No, <laughs> this is not a joke. His name was Willie Thrower. Uh, yeah, Willie mm-hmm. Thrower. It's like the inventor of the toilet being named Crapper. It was. It was he's, he's a thrower of the football. His name was Thrower. And he was kind of one of the first kind of modern-day uh, black starting quarterbacks. Now, he only threw eight passes uh, in 1953 with the Bears. He was from Michigan State. But that was a huge step. Um, even though he didn't get a lot of playing time on the field because in terms of making rosters at the time, he just didn't see a lot of black quarterbacks even make rosters. Two years later, Green Bay signed Charlie Choo Choo Brackens, who's out of a HBCU, out of Prairie View, actually. And he was drafted in 1955. <clears throat> Both those quarterbacks, uh, w- uh, Willie Thrower and Choo Choo Brackens, basically combined to throw 10 passes combined. But okay. like I said, making NFL rosters was big back then. And the NFL uh, didn't really, they really didn't experiment, I should say, with another black quarterback for 12 years. Because maybe they just didn't like the way those experiments went. Whatever. Very inconsistent. But 1968, that was a turning point. Um, so there's been at least one black quarterback in the NFL or AFL in every season since then. Uh, the 1968 draft was big because Denver selected Marlon Briscoe who was the first uh, black player in Super Bowl era to start at quarterback. He was nicknamed the magician, uh, Marlon Briscoe. And that was big. Yeah, right around the time there was was a change because 1969, the next year, the Patriots selected uh, Henry Jackson. And he was released months later. But at least they started drafting quarterbacks. He was drafted in the fifth round. That was really high. And those drafts that had, I don't know, 15 rounds or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then here's a quarterback that you should know the name of, James Shaq Harris. Oh, I remember James Shaq. I'm sure you do. You know I do. James Shaq Harris was drafted by the Buffalo Bills. And he actually was drafted in the same rookie class with O.J. Simpson. Mm. Or Renthal. He is actually, and my man Patrick had this ready for us, he's actually 
the inspiration because he he went to Grambling, mm-hmm. right? Played at Grambling. He's actually the inspiration for the the song "The Rambling Man from Grambling," which I'm sure you've heard on NFL films and stuff like that. Give us a little taste of this. You probably heard it. He is he. This is he inspired this song. That the Rambling Man from Grambling. That's this dude. <laughs> that's James Shaq Harris, drafted by Buffalo, and. This is why, and he's like I said. This is this is basically groundbreaking because at the time he basically ends up becoming a pioneer for black quarterbacks. And Warren Moon talked about him. Doug Williams talked about him in his ten-year career, which was you know he was all over the place um, because he had quit football a couple of times because he didn't like the discrimination at the time, which I think we could all understand. Uh, and then was actually convinced by uh, Coach Robinson to go back when he had quit because he didn't like discrimination and all that kind of stuff. Uh, even when he was drafted low, drafted in the eighth round, he felt disrespected by being drafted so low. So he walked away from the game, and Coach Robinson had to convince him to come back to the game. But he is actually the one credited for being the first black quarterback to start a season opener, first black quarterback to start and win an NFL playoff game, first black quarterback to play in the Pro Bowl, first black quarterback to be selected Pro Bowl MVP. Trailblazer. Hello. Um, yeah. Oh, oh man, Craig Way. He's getting in. He said, and we'll all remember with Doug Williams being asked at the Super Bowl. Exactly. Days. So how long have you been a black quarterback? Yeah. Great for yeah, because that, that's that that's a turning point. Because Doug Williams talks all the time. He's t- this is this guy is Doug Williams' hero. Doug Williams went to Grambling because of yes. James Shaq Harris. Yes. He wanted to be just like yes. James Shaq Harris, and actually James Shaq Harris became his mentor. And Warren Moon always said he was jealous of Doug Williams' relationship with James Shaq Harris. So there you go. That's James Shaq Harris. But 1972, you have Joe Gilliam. He's drafted in the 11th round um, out of Tennessee State by Pittsburgh. He has four seasons with Pittsburgh. That's also pretty big. But he's battling actually with Terry Bradshaw for a little while. Early on, before Terry Bradshaw and they win their first title, Terry Bradshaw and Joe Gilliam were battling it out. For that starting uh, quarterback job, he couldn't quite beat out Terry Bradshaw, who was the number one overall pick, of course. But in the late 70s, all right, black quarterbacks were on this rare. You saw a few of them. J.J. Jones with the Jets, uh, Dave Mays with Cleveland, <clears throat> um, uh, Dickinson, Darnell Dickinson with Tampa Bay, Vince Evans with Chicago. But Doug Williams, it w- he was a game changer because prior to him, no quarterback uh, no black quarterback had been drafted really, really high. Right? Talking about first, second round guys. They were always drafted fifth, sixth round, somewhere around there. Doug Williams was drafted 17th overall. All right. First round, 1978 from Grambling State. That was big. 1979, uh, Vince Evans and Doug Williams became the first pair of black quarterbacks to start an NFL game. Um, and, of course, he became the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And remember, there are other leagues back then, like the AFL, yep. the AAFC, and the CFL. CFL is big here because that comes in Warren Moon. Oh, Warren Moon. Joined the CFL in 1978, led the Edmonton uh, Eskimos to a Grey Cup title in each of his first five seasons. He was a phenomenon. He won the um, uh, base in 1983, set the single-season passing record uh, in Canada, and also won Most Outstanding Player. And after that, the Houston Oilers, Love Your Blue, zeroed in on Warren Moon. At age 28 years old, he made his NFL debut. Old man by then, yep. but now we know Hall of Famer Warren Moon. And then after that, you had guys like Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham, I'll give you a little stat about Randall Cunningham. There are... 
13 individual players in NFL history who have led their team in passing and in rushing. Randall Cunningham did it four times. It's been done 21 times. He did it four different times. He was one of the most prolific quarterbacks in NFL history, and he just he finished runner-up in the MVP in 1988 and uh, 1990. I'm uh, talking about a great player. So on the timeline of black quarterbacks, he's he's up there. I just don't know what to you know. I don't really know where to place him, but he really was a, a game changer for black quarterbacks. And then kind of fast forward to things. Uh, then you go to Steve McNair. Drafted out of Elkhorn State, third overall. Um, he ended up uh, playing in a Super Bowl. Yep. And that was big on the quarterback uh, timeline for black quarterbacks in 1999. You had four black quarterbacks who were selected in the first 11 picks. Big moment uh, for black quarterbacks there. 2000, Michael Vick, first black quarterback drafted number one overall. In 2000, Donovan McNabb and Sean King, first black quarterbacks to face off in a playoff game. And in 2006, yeah, shout out to my man V.Y., first black quarterback to win rookie of the year. I got something else for you. Give it to me. I just got told, <clears throat> I just got a text <clears throat> right now that uh, Charlie Cuckoo Brackens, Choo-choo. Choo-choo Bracken. Choo-choo. Is uh, Jalen Gilbert's grandfather. No, that's not true. Yeah, it is. Choo-choo? Choo-choo is Jalen Gilbert's grandfather. He passed away in the early 90s. Whoa. But that is Jalen's grandfather. It's in the genes. It's in the genes. There's your That is crazy. Yeah. That just blew my mind. Yeah. That is fantastic. There you go. Choo-choo is uh, related close to, to, home. to this area. And, wow. by the way, he was stationed at guess where? <clears throat> <laughs> The 254? 254. <laughs> Fort Hood. He was military. All the Every, way. Full circle. Everybody comes yeah, yeah. to 254. Full, full circle. <laughs> if you deal with the military, you got to come through the 254. That is fantastic. Good yep. stuff. I like that little yep, nugget. Yep, Appreciate yep. that little addition there. Well, there you go. A little history lesson. It is Black History Month. Um, but trying to relate it to um, the uh, the current events we're dealing with right now uh, with the Super Bowl. So there you go. We come back. Uh, my man, Harge, just informed me of breaking news with the Texas football team. I'm talking about news that may determine whether this is a championship squad or a squad that's just soaked in mediocrity like they've been for years. We'll talk about it when we come back. Right here in Ball Don't Lie on the Phone on the Horn. Dedicate one to the ladies. Sometimes say, babe, need something to keep you cool. I'm now summertime, zip, babe. Need something to keep you cool. Welcome back to Bar Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday. My man Patrick plays uh, songs that he believes will give us clues and hints as to what the new theme of the day is. Today, it's actually National Toothache Day. Playing songs that are centered around or themed uh, about things that would give you a toothache. So appreciate my man Patrick and all of his uh, creative uh, ideas that he brings to the show. Always keeping us on our toes. Something else that caught me off guard. Um, definitely um, <laughs> taken aback by this news, but I think it could be good news. Uh-huh. Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers, and you showed me this hard that um, he shaved the mullet. And yeah. also shave the well. The beard is still there. It's just manicured a little bit. Beard's still there, but it's just not as heavy. It's not a heavy beard. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. scruff now. 
But he's he's sha- I mean, he shaved the mullet. The mullet's gone. It is definitely gone. Mullet's and, gone. And he's running around with it and seems comfortable with it. I thought the mullet was part of his allure and part of you know what he was going to sell because it was so distinct and so unique. You know, not a lot of starting quarterbacks around the country have a mullet, and then everybody knows starting quarterback in Texas has the mullet. Oh, you mean the kid with the mullet, the guy with the mullet, yeah. that kind of thing. So yeah. I thought it was. You know, a way to you know market himself very well, and I think it was working. But he don't give a damn about the mullet anymore. I guess he's like, nah, I'm gonna let my play do the talking. Exactly, for me. I got. I, I want to be known for the mullet. I want to be known for how good I play. It's a time well for a change, and the change is a brewing, and that looks like what is happening in the halls over there at Moncrief. But the mullet didn't listen. He didn't play great with the mullet, so I'm all for shaving it off. Like Samson, yeah, he strength is in his hair. Strength is in his hair. If he had, if he had played well with the mullet, I'd be like, dude, don't cut that mullet. Yeah. You crazy? All right. And I think everybody would have told him the same thing. Yeah, because like you, you're you're superstitious. I'm very yeah. I'm not superstitious. I'm right. a little stitious. Yeah. You had a season like his with the Jerry Curl been gone. Oh, the Jerry Curl would have been gone halfway through the season like that. <laughs> if you had played like Quinn? Oh, man. Yeah, you I can't. Yeah. I would have been like, nah, Maybe man, I got to go ahead and get this off. We got to do this. You would have gone to halftime in the, yeah. the locker room halftime. Yep. Been like, man, I missed X-Man like six times in a row. <laughs> yeah. Cut this off. Yep. Y'all should have shaved it on the sideline. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I know we got a barber over here. Get over here and do this Get over quick. here and do it real That's quick. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, I know I'm all for it. I, I love that Quinn. It seems like he wants kind of a fresh start. Uh, I'm all for it. And I... I I thought he actually had one of his better games in the season uh, in the Alamo Bowl. He's actually one of the one of the players that played well on offense. Spots. Yeah, he was. So yep. I'm, I'm rooting for him. A lot of Longhorn fans are rooting for him. So I don't give a damn what kind of haircut you got, Quinn. Just yep. go out there and win, baby. Do your thing, Just go, baby. Go out there and win well, and, and slang that thing. Hey, man, exactly. whatever, whatever makes it easier to go practice this summer, get your game on right, and come yeah. back out and prove everybody that said you shouldn't have been in there, prove them all wrong, go Go win us the title. Go win. Yep. Some, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. So I'm rooting for him. I like the new new cut. I'm sure the ladies like it too. Oh, the, the ladies, ladies love can't it. like the mullet. Let's be honest. No, they can't. No, no, they like the money. The money and the mullet. Hey, hey, I'm you, sure it's a winning combination. Can you even run your yeah. hands through a mullet? Like, a girl, can they even? <laughs> I'm sure you can do it, but I'm I sure... feel like it's just in the back, though. So you like you gotta start in the back. <laughs> It's a weird. <laughs> Your hand gets stuck. You're yeah. like, oh, it, yeah, uh, kind of ruins the romantic moment there. But no, I'm sure you know the ladies like it a little bit more man tapered, uh, yeah, manicured there too. Yeah, so he looks nice. Uh, so he looks happy too. So he does look happy. He looks happy. Yeah, he and does. Because he wasn't, yeah, I mean, I, and I'm sure he's smiling a lot, but he's smiling in all these photos I'm looking at. So I'm glad that Quinn's in a good mood. We're all in a good mood because, uh, man, it, if you look good, you play you feel good, good, and you, you play feel good. good. You play good. There it is. Jerry Rice once said it. All right. Yeah. So did Dion. Uh, someone said he's a man. He's twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Grow, yeah. Growed up. I want. Yeah. I bet his mom. There's a woman in his life. Patrick brought this up earlier. There's a woman in his life. Mom, girlfriend, somebody that's that's been that's probably been criti- critical of the mullet from the jump. Yeah. And uh, it's probably mom. Moms don't like mullets. Nah, it's not a good look, son. Moms don't like you. mullets. Yeah, my mom didn't like my Jerry Curl exactly. long hair mullet. Mom didn't like my braid. Moms don't like the extravagant hairstyles. They want you like kind of you know well put together manicured. and manicured that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. So they 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 want you. Yeah, so I'm with that. I think that's probably what it is. But either way, uh, my man Quinn Ewers, that's breaking news. He did decide to uh, shave the mullet. It's I gone. see you. I'll All right, you. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get into Super Bowl previews on the other side, break down this game, this matchup from every angle. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.